It's a special presentation of Thanksgiving history and music on this episode of Southern Songs and Stories. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, and in this episode, we celebrate the holiday with some of the fascinating history of the events surrounding its beginnings and how it evolved, with a focus on all the great food on our tables, especially here in the South, and some music on the side. Right now, you're hearing the Red Stick Ramblers version of the Bob Wills tune, That's What I Like About the South, kicking off this special holiday podcast of Southern Songs and Stories. Southern Songs and Stories is produced in partnership with Grassroots Radio, WNCW, and the Osiris Podcast Network, and is available wherever you get your podcast and at wncw.org. Osiris and Nugs.net have partnered to present a unique new series called Jam Just Happened, a monthly live music event in New York City where guitarist Scott Metzger will host a rotating cast of musicians for an improvisational jam session. After the show, Osiris will release a podcast companion with clips and commentary, and Nugs will stream the full audio on their platform. The first event is December 6th at New Blue in New York City, featuring Aaron Magner, Adam Chase, and Jay White. You can visit osirispod.com jam to buy tickets and to see more information about the show. One of the easiest ways to help spread awareness of the artists featured here on Southern Songs and Stories, their music, and this series is to subscribe to the podcast and to give it a good rating and a comment on the platforms where you listen to your podcast. This is Southern Songs and Stories, the music of the South and the artists who make it. What we call the first Thanksgiving was celebrated by the Pilgrims after their first harvest in the New World in October 1621. This feast lasted three days, and as accounted by attendee Edward Winslow, it was attended by 90 Native Americans and 53 Pilgrims. The New England colonists were accustomed to regularly celebrating thanksgivings, which were days of prayer thanking God for blessings such as military victory or the end of a drought. Some historians argue that the real first thanksgiving was almost 60 years before that in Florida, when 800 Spanish settlers landed in the new settlement of St. Augustine and shared a festive meal with the native Timucuan people. That was Pura Fey, a Tuscarora Indian and North Carolinian, with My People, My Land, Part 2, 
from her record Hold the Rain. The influence that Native American cultures had on Europeans and the development of the earliest styles of American music is often overlooked. All of the cultures had an influence on one another and contributed to what would become a truly unique mix. Going back to that first Thanksgiving in Plymouth, the story goes that Squanto, a Patuxet Native American who resided with the Wampanoag tribe, taught the pilgrims how to catch eel and grow corn and served as an interpreter for them. Squanto, who had learned the English language during his enslavement in England, had been kidnapped several times in his life and was taken to Spain as a captive as well. The Wampanoag leader Massasoit had given food to the colonists during the first winter when they had to live on the Mayflower. The story of Squanto is fascinating and too long to address here on this show, so I encourage you to check it out when you can. The pilgrims celebrated at Plymouth for three days after their first harvest in 1621, sometime between September 21st and November 11th, most likely being around Michaelmas, the Feast of the Archangels, which was September 29th. Accounts for that time do not identify this as a Thanksgiving observance. Rather, it celebrated the harvest. It included 50 people on the Mayflower, who were all of the survivors of the 100 who had landed there the year before, and 90 Native Americans. On the menu during that feast, turkey, actually, no record of that. The Wampanoag brought seven deer, the colonists went out and shot a lot of fowl, and there was probably lots of seafood, corn, and pumpkin. Cranberries are one of only seven fruits native to North America, and they would likely have been in season and sought after by everyone there. The pilgrims and Wampanoag tribe would have probably also found some wild blueberries although they likely would not have been in season since domesticated blueberries ripen earlier in spring and early summer. They did not have an oven and had nearly run out of sugar, so no pie, no bread. You couldn't sing this song back then. Can you eat this morning? This morning. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This evening. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This evening. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This evening. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This evening. How many biscuits can you eat this evening? This
That's a song by the Freight Hoppers about one food item that the pilgrims didn't eat at that first harvest. Also, no potatoes. Those came from South America and were only recently available in Europe. No tomatoes because in most of Northern Europe at the time, they thought tomatoes were poisonous. No biscuits, no bread because they didn't have an oven, and I'm sure butter wasn't available without cows, which they also didn't have. It was a feast that was probably a cardiologist's dream. Nowadays in the South, we are known for a lot of rich, fatty, sweet, and often fried food. And Thanksgiving just doubles down on those proclivities. Sweet potatoes become both dessert in a pie and a side dish in sweet potato casserole. For all I know, the pie might be better for you. Green beans aren't unique to the South, but down here, they're going to be served with plenty of chopped bacon. Pretty much all greens, like collards and leafy greens especially, are going to have to be cooked with ham in the pot. Our deviled eggs are made with Duke's mayonnaise. Pimento cheese is a likely appetizer. Bonus points for homemade. Having cornbread instead of bread in your turkey dressing is always possible. Fried okra is a plus if there's any still in season. You have a good chance to be related to somebody who hunts, so there could be venison, quail, or even wild boar on the table. And definitely pecan pie and cobbler. Always save room for at least two desserts, y'all. We've gone back to the first, or should I say most recognized, Thanksgiving at Plymouth, Massachusetts, and have explored some of the history of that era. But after that three-day feast in most likely late September 1621, we have to wait a long, long time before Thanksgiving becomes a national holiday. George Washington proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving in December 1777 after defeating the British at Saratoga. In 1795, when he was President Washington, George proclaimed a day of Thanksgiving on February 19th. Following Washington, President John Adams proclaimed days of Thanksgiving for two years before Thomas Jefferson became president and declared none. James Madison picked up on the holiday once again in 1814, at the end of the War of 1812. Back and forth we go, and eventually Abraham Lincoln made the observance an annual holiday in 1863, on the last Thursday of November. Lincoln proclaimed that, despite the horrible war, the weather was good, 
there were good harvests, no other nations had attacked, and, quote, population has steadily increased, notwithstanding the waste that has been made in the camp, the siege, and the battlefield, and the country, rejoicing in the consciousness of augmented strength and vigor, is permitted to expect continuance of years with large increase of freedom, end quote. That first federally recognized Thanksgiving was the last Thursday of the month, and it remained there until President Franklin D. Roosevelt, who during the Great Depression was persuaded to move the holiday to the next to last Thursday to give more time for folks to do some Christmas shopping and boost the economy. But this was not binding and was instantly controversial. Politics had entered the scene. 23 states went along with Roosevelt's recommendation, 22 did not, And some, like Texas, could not decide, so it took both days as government holidays. We were once again a nation divided, and this time at the dinner table. Dad's in his chair, Mama's on the phone. TV's making all of us feel angry and alone Talking makes us yell Yelling makes us sad Coming home used to feel right Now it just feels bad But they're my family Let's just have supper Here, pull up a chair It's hard to feel so far away Sitting with you here Cornbread's in the oven Chicken's on the stove Let's just have supper Before the beans get cold Sunday afternoons I see my neighbors Cutting grass and washing cars He's always working hard When we pass we wave Seems like an alright guy I kind of thought we might be friends Until I saw that sign up in his yard I guess we don't agree Let's just have supper Here, pull up It's hard to feel so far away Sitting with you here Cornbread's in the oven Chicken's on the stove Let's just have supper Before the beans get cold Like chasing down a ghost It's not a conversation It's just comments on a post I guess we got a mess There ain't no easy fix Supper's on, it's almost done Why don't you come on by round six? Everybody needs to eat Let's just have supper It's hard to feel so far away Sitting with you here Cornbread's in the oven 
chickens on the stove. Let's just have supper before the beans get cold. Let's all have supper. A reminder from Nora Jane Struthers that despite our differences, we have much more in common. Even though we might not like each other, let alone love each other all the time, we really do need each other, probably more than we know. This mini history of the Thanksgiving holiday has a basically happy ending, with the debate of observing it on the next to last versus the last Thursday of November being settled by the Senate in 1941, when members decided to compromise. And make Thanksgiving land on the fourth Thursday of November, which means that some years, like this year, it falls on the last week of the month, while on others, it's a week earlier. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to Southern Songs and Stories. We invite you to like and follow the show on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, on Twitter at South Scenes, and on Instagram at South Stories. There are also YouTube versions of these podcasts on the WNCW YouTube page. Send an email to southernsongsandstories at gmail.com or joek at wncw.org, and I will be glad to correspond with you. Southern Songs and Stories is a part of the podcast lineup on both Public Radio WNCW and the Osiris Podcast Network, with their fine lineup available at osirispod.com. And you can also hear new episodes on Bluegrass Planet Radio at bluegrassplanetradio.com. Plus, WNCW broadcasts capsule versions of these podcasts on the FM dial once a week, thanks to producer Kim Clark. Coming up soon are episodes on South Carolina's Marcus King, who worked with Dan Auerbach on his new album titled El Dorado, and the Austin, Texas band Los Coast. I'm your host, Joe Kendrick, encouraging you to go see some live music and support the artists you enjoy here on Southern Songs and Stories. I'm going to say so long for now and get ready for some family and friends to come over with the Osborne Brothers. Happy Thanksgiving. I see an old green car coming round the bend I hear the engine purring and a humming. It's some of our neighbors and some of our kids. Cut the cornbread, Mama Company's coming. They're getting closer now, gonna make the hill. I hear somebody singing and a strumming. The one with the banjo is our cousin Bill. Cut the cornbread, Mama Company's coming. Cider from the cellar and we'll have a bite to eat Then we'll sing and dance and raise a little cane Then we'll sit a spell and talk a spell Talk about if it's gonna rain They've all been here before, they're coming back again While the old green car is still a-running No time to do the chores or get the milk cow in
we'll get cider from the cellar and we'll have about to eat. Then we'll sing and dance and raise a little cane. Then we'll sit a spell and talk a spell. Talk about if it's gonna rain. They're coming through the yard. What a sight to see. They've got the chickens and the geese are running. We all know what a good time. There's gonna be cut the cornbread, mama company's coming. 